Hello and welcome to the Christian Reef podcast, another episode, another interview. Today I have a very special guest. He is a friend of mine from Estonia. He is a artist, an actor, a YouTuber and an herbexer. His name is Johan Rodrik and I'm very happy to have him here. Welcome to the show, Johan. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. Uh, have you have you checked out my podcast before? Do you know Do you know what to expect, or is this all new? Yeah, I I saw them on YouTube. Oh, cool! All right, awesome. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, obviously, a lot of these things that you're. I mean, I would say like your career as an artist is probably like the main thing that you do, as well as acting. But um, when I was doing my sort of research of you, there was quite a few things that I discovered that I didn't know about you straight away. So, for example. Uh, with within your kind of art sphere, you actually sell merchandise on this particular website. Um, I don't have the name of it here, but it's basically like when you search Johan's name straight away, you find this. So, yes. um, w- when did you start selling merchandise, and, and like, wh- how did you kind of come to this idea of like, okay, in addition to selling my art, I also want to, you know, put my designs on on say t-shirts or mugs or stuff like that. Uh... I have done this like uh, maybe 10 years. Okay, wow, awesome. And uh, in, in the online, I started doing it like in 2015 uh, in larger scale, like uh, like this one. I'm using this uh, these uh, sites uh, since 2015 or something like that. Uh, previously, I was doing uh, merch myself. I, uh, I uh, checked out the print shops and uh, made the printing and uh, doing uh, the, this thing on my own. That's awesome. Did you sort of have to travel Estonia and, and do like, I don't know, like uh, exhibition style things in order to promote your stuff? Or was it a case of using the internet just to kind of um, get in touch with people? Like, how did you how did you promote your stuff before you obviously set up a website and set up um, these online stores? Ooh. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, I made uh, like uh, art shows and uh, right. exhibitions uh, everywhere and I still do it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, but uh, these are, uh, I, d- I don't have any merch uh, on myself. This is uh, only uh, online now. Uh, I Previously, I had some merch uh, along as well, but uh, I'm currently, if I'm doing uh, an exhibition somewhere, I only put uh, some uh, of the paintings out, but I don't uh, take uh, the merch out because it's only online. It's I don't have any of the merch. Hmm. Do, you, do you not think you're maybe missing out on something there, potentially? I mean... Particularly if you get people come along to the shows and they're familiar with your work or, or maybe they just really like what you do and, and want to buy, say, okay, let's say I come along and, you know, I don't fancy buying a painting, but a mug seems pretty cool. Like, do you never think about that, maybe? Um, well, uh, I, I did. I had the mugs and uh, I had the stuff uh, on my own as well, but uh, it, uh, well, it's really hard to make it. Okay. Uh, so to get the marks made, so it's n- really not worth to uh, the, worth the hassle. So right, right. Uh, getting it online only uh, is uh, much more efficient. Fair play, man. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's a horrible amount of work to get the merch done on my own. Uh, and I won't ask you like numbers in terms of co- like costs, but like, is, is it something that? uh economically speaking is just not viable or is it just like it's literally just the time and the effort that takes too long uh it's both right it's uh, economically not viable and it's a horrible waste of time as well to uh, (laughs) produce the uh, merchandise myself so so on the website the website is actually producing the merchandise and uh, and sending them out so i don't have the hassle right there at all so it's completely different Okay, well, thanks for that. Um, just sort of closing uh, our little discussion on on talking about the selling of art. Um, have you? Would you say that you've had like a lot of success with it? I mean, obviously, you wouldn't sort of keep doing it if if you didn't achieve like 
a certain amount of success. But like, talk to me about the journey of, you know, obviously going online and then, you know, putting your work on different websites. Because I've noticed uh, on your social medias and just everything that you have online, there's various different places that you can get your work. And it, it really kind of depends what people are looking for. Because I've noticed some of your stuff is maybe a bit more serious, you know, more like portrait style stuff. Some of it's a bit more kind of out there and some of it's like more playful, like almost like the sort of things that, I don't know, maybe you, you, you might give to like children or something like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's like different kind of audiences, different things. And then I kind of thought that the links that you had online were to cater for all those different things. But yeah, talk to me a little bit about that and, and your kind of success with it so far. Hmm. Uh, well, kind of. Kind of. Uh, well, uh, it's uh, uh, well. I have yeah, a few different uh, lines of uh, of work, so mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, pretty various. So okay, yeah, there there is uh, something for multiple audiences. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And and like I said before, like you would you say you've achieved like quite a bit of success with it in general? Like, is it because I mean you you do a lot of different things in your life, and we'll, we'll get to a lot of, the, of these different things. But I would say like the first thing that people think generally when they're looking at you is okay, he's a professional artist first and foremost. So okay. you know it's kind of like that's how you make your living for the most part. So presumably you would have had a certain amount of success with it in order to continue doing it well yeah okay well m moving moving a bit forward um at what age did you sort of realize that you wanted to become a professional artist and, and when did you start kind of dabbling and getting into art when did it all start for you uh some dabbling i uh, i well, I have done some dabbling and uh, scribbling and uh, <laughs> uh, doodling and uh, mainly uh, uh, I, that's pretty much all time. Uh, okay. When I was uh, in uh, a small student in uh, uh, in uh, school, mm -hmm. like in, in grade five and six and the usual suspect, uh, then I uh, made offensive doodles into <laughs> textbooks and uh, like turned some uh, textbook portraits uh, into offensive doodles like uh, with the sunglasses and mustaches and joints on them and something right well, so the it, usual stuff it kind of starts because yeah, i have to say like a lot of the people that i went to school with if they were an artist it was it's always the same story doodling someone messing around like i had a friend who would you know during maths classes just sit there and, and like make all these different drawings and they were excellent um, okay but one thing I always noticed is that schools, at least in the UK, were a bit restrictive in terms of, of art. And, you know, if, if you wanted to paint a certain way, you had a particular style, they kind of, like, held you back a bit. Like, they really forced you to do stuff that, you know, like, it's good to learn all of these different things, like cubism and, you know, painting with acrylics and all this stuff and sketching. Like, that's great. But, like... They don't okay. always necessarily give you a platform to kind of express your own style. So how was it for you uh, growing up in Estonia uh, with regards to art in school? Like, were they, did they promote? Well, go, go for it, go for it. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, so and so. Uh, some depended on the teacher, of course, uh, as well. Uh, I, in, uh, in, uh, before high school, uh, well, I I did also dabble and uh, make my own drawings, and so uh, my art dabbling goes back into the mid nineties. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but seriously, I started uh, focusing on it uh, in high school. Like right. then, I uh, I took also uh, a, a high school that was uh, oriented towards art. So already at that kind of um high school age you're kind of you're already starting to realize like yeah this this is kind of what i want to do this is this is my, this is going to be my field yeah yeah kind of yes okay awesome awesome uh, well, um well yeah, that kind of go go for it do you have something else to add to that uh well 
yeah, in uh, as we, in in school we had uh, pretty well uh, art orientation. So uh, there was uh, like uh, art teachers were like uh, uh, really uh, really good at it. Mm. So uh, they uh, weren't really restrictive or anything. So uh, we uh, went uh, uh, we went uh, like. Uh, uh, went like through the basic styles and we also tried out uh, different styles that have been made uh, in history mm. uh, so uh, uh, so we we tried all all different sorts of techniques and uh, styles like cubism and surrealism and well we did have some constraints so uh, so uh, uh, they weren't uh, like uh, allowing uh, allowing to uh, to draw like uh, maybe smokers and uh, naked women and uh, maybe uh, some some other subjects uh, they had some taboo subjects but uh, I, I i also managed to uh, master them i i used all of them all mm. the taboo subjects which were uh, like uh, non uh, not allowed in school but i did it so well that uh, they also all they uh, they still accepted it <laughs> so so I, I i also broke the rules and got away with it well I, I suppose yeah i mean you can't deny someone's talent if, if they're really trying hard and it's genuinely something because i mean that's the thing isn't it like with art some people look at it and say oh that's crude or oh that's offensive and, and whatever and you know the conversations about what is art and what is not art you know i mean you could yeah. write entire books and novels about that shit <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah 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 absolutely like uh, i am most likely uh, ain't uh, universally loved uh, <laughs> uh, any time so i i think uh, some of the some people will also find me offensive and mm. uh, some so, some people uh, love me so i i'm pretty sure that uh, the golden ratio is if i have like 50% of people hate me and 50% of people love me uh, that's uh, pretty much the golden ratio for me because if nobody hates you you're not really doing anything valuable i couldn't agree more you're yeah. really really <laughs> mediocre if everybody everybody loves you it's just very true it's very true <laughs> particularly with art as well I yeah mean, i just yeah. find it amazing that you could like not have people hate you do you know what i mean <laughs> like I, i've heard people talk about um you know very famous uh artists in the uk and more, more this is more about less about the artist and more about the kind of uh postmodern art people who do like installations and stuff and some people will be like okay you know like they'll talk about someone like damien hurst to be like he's amazing he's an innovator he's incredible and then other people would be like he's a lunatic and it's shit and this is not art and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like i i for me i i like that element of of like people getting aggravated and angry and and like going like this is not art this is what do you mean this is art because it, it exists with everything in poetry yeah. music film you know <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah of course yeah. Like uh, well, I don't uh, offend anybody for offend offending sake, mm. uh, but I, I I I just do what I I, I feel like doing, and it's coming right. together. And uh, naturally, uh, I will step on somebody, and uh, mm -hmm. will not will be loved by somebody else. So, so it's pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> Well, just kind of uh, drawing in it to a close on, on the education side of the things, um, you studied a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree at the Estonian Academy of Arts, or ESD Kunstia Akademia. Uh, so how did this help you, this particular degree, in terms of, you know, your understanding and approach to art? Like, what did it, was it valuable to you? Did it shape your professional approach to art? Like, talk to me about that. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, well, I discovered acting in uh, art academy. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, we also had a little, uh, uh, little uh, vague uh, film course there, so we had to make a short movie, uh, and uh, from idea to DVD, mm. uh, doing our own filming and lighting and stunts and and uh, acting and whatever. And there, I, I discovered acting for myself in there. But uh, well, I uh, otherwise uh, well, it, it was kind of a fun time. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, uh, I I don't 
quite uh, I don't quite uh, value the degree uh, as anything uh, in in art related thing it's more like important to uh, do the art uh, than have some sort of a degree about it I don't I don't I don't, okay. I don't see how it's supposed to work because it's not uh, a corporate world or anything mm. uh, degree is very uh, uh, much uh, important in uh, in corporate world right. but uh, not really in uh, art world which is pretty vague and uh, more like uh, entrepreneurial world well, okay. uh, and it doesn't really count uh, as a degree but uh, well it was a fun time doing stuff and uh, trying out some stuff and learning some stuff and okay well uh, given that you've you've kind of laid that out right there like um what was your purpose for doing that degree then because i mean you many people could make the argument that you you didn't need to do the degree you know you could just go straight into doing you know just making art you know pursuing your passion what, so like what 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 was the kind of thing that made you think yeah i need to do this degree well, I wasn't focusing on the degree. I was focusing on my own art. Right. The focus was shifted. Uh, so the degree was, uh, wasn't was the goal for me. Uh, making my art and learning was my focus. Right. Okay. So it was about that, increasing your knowledge and understanding. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, b before we get to acting, I just want to ask you one kind of final question about art in general. Yeah, um, go ahead. I mean, you can interpret this any way you want, but I thought I would go down the deep route because, you know, just like any other form of creative expression in life, you know, there is a deeper level. So what does art mean to you? Like if you had to, you know, explain well, to someone like what, what how it appeals to you maybe on a deeper level. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit vague. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a really concrete answer on that one. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for those who don't know, uh, I'll get to this, but Johan likes to make a lot of jokes, especially about concrete. And if you've ever watched our Urbex exploring series together, then you'll know why. He says this, so that's oh, number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's very simple because we were exploring bunkers, and uh, concrete was the main ingredient of a bunker. <laughs> I should have expected that this was gonna, you know, infiltrate the podcast at some point. But, I mean, we're only seventeen minutes in at this point, so I'm impressed. <laughs> you, you held out for for a bit before you got there. Uh, well, well, yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> yeah okay well all right let me maybe maybe break down this question a bit better um for you is art something that's like uh just a job or is it like um something that you feel very strongly about you know because i don't know for me you know, when it comes to things like creating music, acting, like I feel it on a very personal level. It's it's deep. I tend to reach into, find things within myself, within my own soul, whatever. Like ideas can come from anywhere, but um, a lot of the time, the, I, I guess the best ideas come from deep within, and and you know something, you know, tr trying to relate yeah. to people on a deeper level. So in that sense, yes. Um, what does what does art mean to you? You know. Well, I don't have one uh, concrete answer to that, uh, unless I make a concrete statue, which I made in art school. We had a course of uh, concrete uh, sculpture. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so we were working with concrete and we had some pretty concrete results on that. But uh, there are many different meanings. Uh, mm -hmm. some, some meaning is like uh, uh, I, I process something that is uh, coming out of, uh, out of my fantasy. Uh, I'm mainly working based on my own fantasy. So uh, doing art as a job uh, when uh, someone else is directing me, well, I can't do that. Right. It doesn't really work at all. Uh, it uh, it only works uh, as a as uh, as my own personal fantasy, and uh, I make something out of that. Okay. So, uh, as a job, it doesn't work at all. Mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, but it's also uh, sort of an entertainment uh, level and it's also decorative so uh, there are like uh, uh, many sides to it it doesn't have just one uh, and it's a combination of uh, something uh, i add something uh, like uh, a challenge uh, to uh, think uh, into it uh, so every artwork is made as a thinking challenge as well so it doesn't usually have a specified meaning by me uh, there's also an important meaning uh, whatever will form into the audience uh, what wh- what the person who looks at it uh, thinks about it so that's a part of the meaning as well which i i intentionally may have not put into it mm. well th- thank you for sharing that that's kind of what i expected but yeah no, thanks for that um would t- talk to us a little bit about your creative process like um when it comes to just typically you know you painting and and getting an idea for a painting like do you just randomly have bounce of inspiration does it come from maybe i don't know like tv shows or things you listen to where you just get an idea is it the sort of thing that you i don't know you wake up randomly at 2am and you're like oh fuck i've got an idea i'm gonna go paint like (laughs) talk to me about the creative process and and what um steps kind of lead you to you know the easel (laughs) <laughs> okay uh well uh, uh usually taken steps if i don't take any steps i don't get to the easel well it's uh, it, it, it's uh not always the same mm. uh, sometimes uh all of these you you named are are the options mm. sometimes i do lose a sleep at 2 a.m and uh figured what the fuck am I going to do now? And then, oh, I, I, I got a brainwave. I, I, I think I'll paint a pink horse. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, that may work. And uh, uh, sometimes I see something or a film or TV show, and uh, sometimes it, uh, it leaves some sort of a residue mm. uh, into my fantasy. And uh, sometime later, uh, as I'm processing it, uh, it will turn out into an artwork, some sort, or uh, gets to uh, into a painting or something. So it's uh, these are various. Mm. Uh, sometimes I'm just thinking about something, or listen to music, or listen to an audio book, or or uh, or yeah, it's pretty various. Have you ever? Because I've I've heard about this with art, especially some of the more classic artists of like the sixties and seventies in America and such. That you know sometimes they would dabble with like certain drugs and stuff in order to get into a particular state of mind where they could paint more surrealist art and and, and such. Have you ever done something like that, or is it all just you know strictly being uh, I don't know? <laughs> I say sober is the right word, but like. Have you d- have you done that? Have you experimented with drugs whilst painting? No, I haven't. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I I I uh, yeah I I haven't even uh, like uh, painted uh, being drunk or something. So uh, pretty, much, uh, pretty <laughs> much pretty much pretty uh, much I have used nothing. Right. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, cool. I just thought I would throw that question out there just because of yeah. I've read about that in. You know, like I said, with like many famous artists, and obviously every artist has their own approach and, and style and, and such. And some artists only exclusively paint while under the influence. So it's I don't okay. Know, it's in, interesting concept to me. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I haven't tried it. So, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, substance use in or abuse in any sense uh, uh, isn't my thing at all. Okay, fair play, man. Good for you. Yeah, I don't even care about drugs, so I've tried some, but that's about uh, as far as I take them. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't mm. need them. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, fair play. Um, with regards to art, just in general, uh, what are your main goals and aspirations for art? Like, what? I don't want to give you say like, give me a five-year plan, but like, you know, like ultimately, is there any like major goals, things that you want to achieve in your art career, things that you're pursuing, or like? kind of building up to talk to us a little bit about that 
Uh, okay. Well, uh, I I have a plan to uh, get uh, fifteen minutes of painting. Would you, Would you mean? No, that was a joke. That went over my head. Uh, I, <laughs> well, yeah, I I don't have such a concrete plan on uh, on that. That's number uh, two. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I may uh, may work with concrete sometime. Uh, so okay, you actually being serious now that you like to work with concrete in your art, or are you just taking the piss? <laughs> like what a real. Well. Uh, art is kind of an improvisation mm -hmm. so i don't i, I it's uh, really hard to make a plan for painting right. uh, i uh, or or any art related thing well i can also i can uh, set a timetable for exhibition or something this has a, a time schedule but i don't have a time schedule uh, in art uh, it uh, it doesn't work Mm -hmm. uh, there, uh, every artwork comes together like uh, just the way it does. I I can't plan for it really. Well, that, uh, it, that's fair enough. I mean, but I guess my question was less about the scheduling and stuff like that, but more more about like, um, you know, like career goals. I guess I, I know art isn't necessarily like a, a career path. You know, that's, I mean, it's up for debate and stuff, but like. Or it's like less conventional. Let's let's use that word. That's better. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. But like every artist, I imagine has you know goals. Like I don't know. I want to win this particular award, or I want my art to be showcased in this exhibition. Is there anything like that that you're kind of targeted that's in your sights, and you're like, that's what I want next? Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, showing uh, showing uh, art to audience. Uh, well, mm -hmm. that's definitely a, definitely a constant goal that I'm uh, I'm working uh, around. So, like in increasing your audience generally, just getting. Oh as many yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So uh, that uh, that's a that's a goal where I uh, look for opportunities to uh, put art out and. Uh, to have it uh, seen because it doesn't serve any purpose when it's uh, behind my closet or something. Right, 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 right. Fair enough. Um, well, actually, let, let's um, let's talk about your art show for a minute. Is that kind of one of the reasons why you set up your your art show? Uh, and I'll, I'll just put a little bit of context here for the for the listeners at home. So basically, Johan Holt, uh, does this art show on YouTube where he interviews, or he has like an interview style. Uh, I guess you could say talk. It's a, it's a talk show. It's a talk show. Yeah, it's it's a talk show, but it's not an interview. Yeah, I don't know why I use that word. I mean, I guess in my mind, it's like whenever two people are in a room, it's like an interview, but it's not in any way like an interview. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the the premise of it is that uh, various people come onto Johan's show and they pick a random painting out that he's painted from his. Art studio, which I actually have pictures of. I've been to his art studio, and it's just crammed full of just tons and tons and tons of artworks and paints. It's great if you love art. Yeah, his studio is really fun. So if you're in Estonia and you're into art, then I recommend getting in touch with you, Han. <laughs> but um, but yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, obviously, you kind of sit down, and the guests pick out the art, and then they basically talk about their interpretation of your work and you kind yeah. of maybe guide them and say oh, yeah you know i i thought this about it or i was in this mindset when i when i did it but it's mainly about that guest and their particular interpretation so um yeah yeah with with that show was that kind of the main purpose behind creating that was to, to just get awareness about the show and your artworks and you know presumably leverage that into like trying to get them sold or just showcased like what what was the reasons behind starting that show well yeah it, uh, it the goal of that is to create like uh, audience and art relationship mm. that uh, it's completely okay to uh, like uh, uh, look and think about uh, artworks and uh, also to like uh, have your own uh, thinking about it Right, 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 right. And what what do you enjoy most about doing your art show? 
<clears throat> well, uh, sometimes uh, to get some surprising interpretations by that uh, uh, I uh, I didn't plan or if somebody uh, has com something completely different uh, which uh, may not tie in into any of my intention then that'd mm. be an interesting surprise yeah no, the... I, I definitely felt that way i remember when because um i i've actually appeared on johan's show at least 10 or 11 times i believe now <laughs> and uh, um well it should be 10 10 is it i okay. think yeah and yeah. you can you can find all of these on Johan's uh, YouTube channel. Don't worry, I'll include a link to. The, actually, I have a playlist on my channel actually that's full of all these videos. So uh, I'll link that in in all the links afterwards. But um, yeah, no, I mean it's I I think it's a great show. Uh, I've said this to you in person that I think the concept has legs, and I I don't actually recall ever having seen this kind of format before i'm sure it exists in some shape or form somewhere out there but i don't know it it's the first time i ever did anything like it and i really dug that idea of being able to say to you you know hey yeah this is what i see and then you're like huh i yeah i never would have guessed that because i was thinking something completely different when i did this well, yeah 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 absolutely it's a it's a discussion based thing and uh, mm. it's pretty important to have uh, independent uh, thinking uh, on a guest part as well right exactly, uh, to yeah. participate on the show so that's a really uh, really uh, main uh, requirement for uh, for the show guest mm-hmm Okay, well, let's uh, switch things up a little bit and move away from that for a bit. And I'm just going to ask you some random quickfire questions on uh, various things I found out about you, which I didn't actually <laughs> know until I did my research on you. So, okay. obviously, for those who don't know, Johan is, is a friend of mine, um, and we've done various projects together, which we'll get into, but, and I've briefly mentioned already, but... When I do my research, I always approach it the same way, regardless of whether or not I know the person. And I just found these random things uh, online, and I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. So, um, yeah, talk to me a little bit about your connection with Walthein Kierkata. Because as, as I understand, it has something to do with sailing and survival techniques. It's something that you're involved in. Uh, I, I found this on a profile of yours somewhere. What, what, I didn't understand. What did you say? Uh, is it Walthein Kierkater? Ah, Walthein Kierkater. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that uh, that was uh, a boating school I uh, underwent. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I uh, learned uh, motorboat driving there. Awesome. And was that just as a uh, for fun, like just a fun pursuit, or did you have any more, uh, I don't know, work-related plans with that? Like, what was, how come you got into that? Well, it's my personal uh, interest. Uh, I okay. uh, I like uh, boating and seagoing a lot, so I decided to uh, to learn it uh, on deeper level, and I uh, I also got the driver's license uh, on from there. Okay, awesome. Well, I learned something new. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about your volunteer work with, and I hope I don't butcher this, MTU Isata Laste Hyaks. So um, I'm just going to explain what they Close do. enough. Is it close? Okay. Well, you, you say it. <laughs> say, say it how it's in, originally intended to be said. Isata Laste Hyaks. Beautiful. Okay, and as I understand, you have a sort of positive role model, or you are a positive role model for kids. Uh, who, yes. Who might not have, like, a father figure in their life. Yes. Like, it was a pretty interesting concept I saw. I've never seen anything like this before. Um, yes. So, yeah, talk to me a little bit about that volunteer work, how you got into that. Um, yeah, just tell us about that. Well, uh, it's... Uh... Yeah, it is a volunteer work, and we're working with uh, with children who don't have father. Mm -hmm. uh, well, 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 they do have father, but uh, they don't have father in their life. So, right. uh, so uh, uh, otherwise, you don't get born if you don't have father. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, they don't have a father at home. So, right. uh, the, uh, these are children who are uh, been. Uh, 
or living with a single mom or uh, their father is dead or something like that mm -hmm. so uh we we are uh, doing it uh, like uh, it's uh, like uh, educational uh, thing a bit uh, it's uh, eventing and uh, uh, activity thing as well so uh, we do stuff and uh, like uh, we're going to have an archery event uh, th this month now pretty soon oh, wow. so okay. i have also done uh, sport related stuff and uh, art related stuff with the children as well and uh, we do have some uh, some other uh, other people like uh, famous estonian actors and uh, some others who uh, like to uh, pose as role models as well so we make uh, like uh, meetings uh, like those wow that's a really that's really cool i really dig that well, well done on you for, for being involved with something like that yeah i started uh, to get involved with that in 2015 or something like that yeah uh, yeah so you've yeah. been doing it a while then that's yeah that's really good awesome I mean, it's a good, also it's a good kind of gateway, I suppose, for those kids in terms of uh, understanding that, you know, how they can get into things in the future and, you know, just getting early exposure to those things is, is really cool. Yeah, too. that too. So um, let's uh, bring it back to acting. Um, now, obviously, we know how you got into it and, and kind of what initially inspired you, but do you have any, uh, like, particular goals you want? to achieve with acting because obviously me and you have acted alongside each other in a lot of short films and adverts and stuff that's how actually how we originally met was on the set of the short film fallen avenger and uh i did remember you being dressed as like a druid of some description and i remember you giving me your business card what was that i i, I lost uh, some connection there was a moment of silence i don't oh uh, right so i um, didn't get what you said at all Okay, I'll just, I'll just repeat that. So basically, I was explaining how, well, originally how we first met, you know, on the set of Fallen Avenger, and, uh, you know, just how you were dressed in this kind of druid outfit thing, and you gave me a business card, and I was, I was pretty impressed by what I saw. I was like, ah, oh, this guy, he does a lot of different things. But um, I guess my question to you is, you know, you, we've acted alongside each other in a lot of different things. You've done a lot of short films, uh, TV adverts, you know, all sorts of things. You've been in, in uh, films as, as an extra and, and such. What is your... Do, do you have any goals with, with acting? Or, like, what's the kind of end goal with acting for you? Uh, I like acting. It's, uh, like, an interesting activity. To, it's also a great inspiration for my art because I also craft stuff and... Uh, and I like uh, expressing, uh, like playing roles and something mm -hmm. uh, like this. So it's uh, it's kind of, for me. It's kind of a component uh, to my uh, uh, to my uh, visual art. There's a, there's a lot and... of crossover between acting and art. Like um, for instance, like artists working on set designs and stuff like that. Have you ever been approached by any companies to, to produce art for films or TV shows or anything like that? Mm, no. Maybe that's something you can do in the future. <laughs> uh, well, 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 I'm kind of dabbling with special effects and oh, wow. I, craft, okay. uh, I craft something uh, for a special effect uh, or something mm -hmm. like uh, where I'm uh, working on, uh, on, uh, on a movie. I, for, for Oiglus, I also uh, showed a few uh, possible special effects and uh, I, I also craft something like that. So, yeah. So, so uh, for those who don't know, Uiglas is an Estonian independent movie that Johan acted in last year, I believe. And, yeah, uh, we're making a sequel. Yes, I saw. Actually, congrats for that, by the way. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you you had like a, a fixed role in that and everything. Um. Talk, yeah. Talk, talk talk to us a little bit about the experience of that because that was you know obviously it's Estonian only um independent movie you know independent movies have a different look and feel compared yeah we to... have english uh, subtitles as well awesome well wow, yeah yeah the dvd has been uh translated fantastic that's great news 
but like talk to me about your experiences on on that set like did it differ to other films that you've done or appeared in like how was that experience for you well it's a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) insightful (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah it's uh, always uh, always a lot of fun Mm -hmm. but uh, it's like uh, well uh, there are that's a non-professional uh, movie. So okay. uh, we have a little bit more, uh, more, uh, more professional people uh, connected to us uh, in a sequel than we had earlier. And okay. we have more experience, but we're pretty much all uh, self-learned uh, doers there who mm. do something. And no, we are all amateurs. It's it's pretty cool in actually. that sense. Like I, I was tracking all of the Estonian media around that film and it, and it, the the first installment and it did really well. I mean, you got cinema screenings. It's yeah. been shown on Estonian TV prominently. Yes. Uh, there was a documentary made about it. Yes. Uh, just all sorts of things. It, it did really well, really well. Yes, it is also a special movie because it's an action movie. Mm. And uh, Estonia don't have action movies like that. Ah. So it's a mold breaker movie as well. I was wondering why it was getting so much attention. I mean, uh, like... yeah, that's the main reason why, because it breaks the mold of an Estonian action movie. Oh, there you go. I learned something new. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, ch- changing it up a bit. Um, what is it about acting that you like that you've said that you enjoy acting, but what were the particular things or qualities about acting that you enjoy? Well, uh, playing a playing a role or doing uh, interesting tasks like uh, uh, all various tasks. Uh, every role is a little bit different, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I've been doing it for. 10 years or something. Uh, so it's pretty much my favorite kind of a job as well. I don't mm. have any other job uh, as a job that I have done this long. Well, continuing this theme of, of acting being like a job, obviously jobs you typically get paid for. And uh, one thing that I noticed when I was doing a lot of uh, acting in Estonia is that you rarely, as an Estonian extra, in a film or a music video or anything like that, you rarely get paid. And I took exception with that. I thought that, you know, it's one thing if you have a very short piece where you're maybe just sticking around for a couple of hours and you and you do a bit of work for free to get some experience, that's one thing. Or just for the passion and pleasure of it, that's, that's fine. But when you're doing 12-hour days or more consecutively, you know, maybe a week's worth of filming and you don't even get like some symbolic pay. I mean, I kind of take exception with that personally. I don't think that's really acceptable. But uh, what are your thoughts on the fact that that's kind of the case at the moment? Well, I have no idea where did you act uh, because uh, I, I, uh, well, there are some unpaid ones as well uh, that accept volunteers. But I, if it's interesting project, I also do a volunteer work. But usually, I am paid for the role. Uh, okay. So, All right. uh, well, yeah, except for Eglus, there's uh, like uh, we are doing it uh, our own. So uh, I'm uh, more also a sponsor of the movie. Okay. Uh, I am also one of the sponsors in the movie. So uh, if I'm making a student movie, then uh, absolutely, it's also a volunteer work. Mm. Uh, but uh, if I'm uh, if I'm uh, on a commercial or on a music video or, or on a film project, it's usually paid yeah. uh, variously. It's uh, like, um, uh, depends. Uh, that, some that... commercial are actually highly paid. So uh, so they are all different. That that's more what I mean as well, because like student short films, like it's it's obviously fine that they can't pay you. They're students; they've got no money. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect them. Right, exactly, and it's it's helping them out and such. But I don't know. I I always kind of did take exception to the you know film companies or TV studios that wouldn't pay you for for you know doing that stuff because you know it's grueling. I mean, even okay, maybe you're not like like a main prominent role in the film or whatever but like even being an extra can be tiring and and uh ha- ha- present difficulties and such you know yeah um and i know that a lot of the things that i did last year in particular 
there were some really uh, difficult days. Sometimes, like I said, you'd be on a set for 12 hours or more consecutively for like two weeks straight. Um, so, you know, if I hadn't have been paid for something like that, like I was, I'm mainly talking about tenant here, but, um, you know, I, I can't imagine doing that. I mean, I think I still would have done it actually for free because originally when I applied for that particular one, I, I was just like, oh, this would be cool. It's a Hollywood movie, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, but I think like after kind of getting into it, I was a bit like, huh, okay, this is, yeah, you need to pay people for this. This is a bit ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I, go on. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But uh, there are, yeah, some uh, some roles are unpaid and some are mm. paid. So uh, I have done both. Right. And uh, most of them I have applied to have been also paid. So uh, especially when they're coming from uh, casting agencies and they're not even extras, they are something like uh, episodes or mm. uh, something else. So uh, I, I do have uh, characters. I don't have only extras. The extra roles are the most typical ones that are advertised. But uh, I'm I'm not aiming for them. I, I sometimes I do an extra role, and uh, uh, then there on set I will get uh, connected with somebody who actually finds me uh, finds me uh, suitable for something else. So mm -hmm. uh, I have many occasions where I have volunteered for a free role, and uh, from there I met somebody. Uh, who is making a paid role so yeah, it yeah. developed into something else so it's so and so uh, sometimes it's a volunteer role but I end up getting paid nice nice <laughs> so uh, it depends completely bringing it back to art again because I've got a couple more questions for you with that story. yeah go ahead um, many artists tend to listen to music when they paint do you listen to anything when you're painting or do you do it in silence? Like what's your kind of process when you're painting? Uh, sometimes I, I, uh, sometimes I'm listening an audio book or something. Oh, okay. All right. W would you say that it has like a profound effect on your art or does it not make a difference? Like, like, is it like background noise to you or does it like motivate you? Like what was, what's the influence of the music on, on your art? Depends on the book. Okay. Uh, which kind of book I'm listening to? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, sometimes I listen to music. Uh, it depends. It's uh, uh, sometimes I, I I do both. I, I uh, one part of I listen to music and one part I listen to book and so so on. It it's uh, uh, maybe it sometimes uh, influences with something I haven't. To really made statistics of how much uh, uh, I uh, painted the song subject uh, up. It was a sixty-seven percent ratio in terms. Of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't made the statistics on that, but uh, right, right. sometimes I have uh, painted stuff inspired by uh, songs, and uh, I have listened to music uh, sometimes all the time of painting, and sometimes mm. I have listened a book uh, all the time. So it uh, works for me as a double, uh, double task. Like I mm. paint and I also learn uh, at the same time. So uh, I can uh, listen to the book, and uh, I can also uh, get the painting done. So uh, it's two things at the same time. And usually, if I I take a book, it's uh, uh, it's. Uh, some sort of a textbook or or or. or or something. Uh, I don't read literature mm. and I don't listen to literature books as well. It's usually some sort of a textbook. Okay. All right. Cool. It's an interesting uh, insight. I never would have expected you to be listening to audiobooks. I mean, for me, when I'm doing creative stuff, a lot of the time, it does depend on the activity, but um, I find it to be like distracting if I'm trying to really concentrate. But if I just need something on in the background to like, <laughs> as, a, as a kind of, like to guide me or something, then yeah, it's nice well, to have certain uh, types of music. Well, yes, it depends on the kind of work. If I'm trying to write the text and listen to the audio book at the same time, right, I would yeah, end yeah. up getting nuts. So, uh, <laughs> would you please uh, stop I... interrupting me? God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But if I'm painting a picture, uh, then it's, uh, I can easily do a visual 
manual work mm. uh, or I can stitch something or uh, do something like that. Uh, it's also a visual or physical work. Uh, I can easily do it with uh, listening to the book at the same time. So if I'm, if it's a different media, then it's okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing with that. Uh, switching it up again, just like me, you know, you work a lot. You're, I guess one could say you're a bit of a workaholic. And, you know, I've been, like I said to you before, I've, I've been to your home. It's one whole art studio that's kind of primed for art at any time. You can work at any time. Do you know what I mean? It's You don't have to, like, specially set it up or go to a specific place. It's like it's your home and it's your studio. Well, uh, it, it, but, like, how often on average do you spend working per day like do you do you have like restrictions and limits on that do you or do you kind of just go with the flow like you know how, how do you deal with with that like what's how many hours do you often work mm, uh, i i don't know okay. uh, i i don't measure it uh, in time i measured it in in finished painting mm. i don't measure it by hour Okay. So I, I don't have an hourly rate or something, but I usually uh, paint on days that uh, end with Y. <laughs> okay, but like in terms of when, when you're actually painting, because um, that kind of implies that it, it could be either really short or really long. Like you said, it always depends on the painting itself. Yes. Um, so do you do you kind of because yeah, I know sometimes when I'm when I'm working on things, particularly when I'm head buried in a project, I you know I forget to eat or I kind of ignore all of these things that I normally should be doing uh, because I'm just really eager to get that thing finished, and I've got like a drive and a motivation to complete it. Is that kind of your process too? Like, do you get like really obsessed with it and and motivated to finish it, or do you kind of you know take regular breaks and and like talk to me about that? Mm, kind of sometimes i'm uh, yeah i'm sometimes taking a break but i'm uh, yeah my focus is on a finished uh, painting so uh, fini getting the work done mm -hmm. okay. so that's a that's a focus but sometimes i do take a break and uh, well uh, uh, sometimes a break time is a great time to uh, to get the formation on your thoughts uh, mm -hmm. on the thing so uh, you take a little bit of rest uh, i go out on a walk or something usually mm. sometimes at night or regardless of the time uh, i i walk and uh, i i uh, figure out uh, something how to how to work with it and mm. uh, then uh, then I'll, I'll stretch my brain out a little bit you know, I, I'm, so I'm the speak. same, actually. I, I think there's a lot to be said for, for doing that, especially uh, when you get... Because I, I do this where I, I work really hard for a couple of days and then I just need like to go out and exercise, I don't know, play basketball, have a long walk. Like Same as you, I, I, I feel like it's really good for you physically, mentally, and yeah, for your creative process as well. You often come back and kind of come with fresh ideas or, or like, yeah yeah exactly yeah it just like puts you in a good mood doesn't it it's, it's yeah, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely okay. yeah sometimes i walk and sometimes i have a snack in between and uh, it, mm. uh, or sometimes i do both and then i'll come back uh, just talking just randomly about sort of your personal time and such uh, what do you like to do you know in your free time when, when you're not painting you're not doing work like what kind of things do you like to do just to kick back and relax and such uh walking outside okay cool yeah so uh, like... that's uh like uh well the, the walking outside yeah it sounds pretty simple but it usually ain't mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> okay. yesterday i had i had a walk of some sort of uh, maybe 40 kilometers or something oh wow okay in uh, that's uh, less than a marathon run yeah uh, slightly less it's like 95 percent of a marathon run yeah, it's definitely but, not uh, a stroll, I, is it? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's why I went. I I, I went to uh, scout out a few uh, abandoned uh, places, and I went through nature. And uh, that's right. uh, uh, sometimes the walk gets uh, carried away. But uh, when I walk around, then uh, it's like a walkabout. I figure out uh, my ideas, and I also uh, sometimes uh, forget 
what I know and uh, figure out something new. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and also discover some places and uh, and sites and the process. So I, I ended up uh, walking by the bunker we visited one time. So right, I figured, right. oh, I'll, I'll make a picture of it for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've obviously... Um helped us segue into the next question um yeah you like to explore abandoned places which i love to do too um some people refer to it as urbex urbexing which uh, yes is, is yes. short for or an abbreviation of urban exploring so there you go you've learned something new oh oh i, I never thought of that oh really oh <laughs> yeah that's it. apparently i i saw the term in in like american uh explorers they sometimes like use this tag and i was like what is that and I googled it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, makes sense, makes sense." Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about when you got into urban exploring, and what do you enjoy about it? Why do you keep doing urban exploring? Well, uh, sometimes it's not urban. Sometimes it's outside of the city, quite far, like. Oh, okay, yeah, but that's just like a blanket <laughs> term, really. Do you know what I mean? It, I, I guess. Um, just just exploring in general like abandoned places like what in what intrigues you to to continue doing that or like what interests you about doing it well sometimes it's pretty fun i can find something sometimes i can find an old uh, thing or something uh, sometimes i enjoyed the graffiti or a broken wall or something and uh, i uh, gather photographs and uh, uh, and uh, video material from it and uh, and I also uh, keep an eye out for them uh, to uh, get the location so uh, sometimes it works as a serves me as a location hunt as well mm-hmm. awesome awesome oh, these places are pretty fun uh, I uh, there's uh, multiple ways I visually like it I like to explore them I like to find something or I like history as well so I'm wondering what's the history of them usually I can figure out by the composition of the building mm. uh, when it's done is it uh, made by Soviets Nazis or uh, Imperial Russians or 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 is it something else I gotta say, I, I love the the historical part of it too. Like many of those places that we explored together when we did our exploring videos together, I I just was so blown away by the history and how old these places were, and you know sometimes like how well uh, intact they are because you know often these places are torn down, destroyed, and such. But sometimes they're not, and, and like you said, sometimes you find these gems, these little things that yeah, people leave behind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's incredible. It really is. Uh, oh yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing that, man. That's that's awesome. Um, You're welcome. Let's switch it up again and let's bring it back to YouTube because you mentioned it very briefly. Well, I think I mentioned it very briefly, but anyway, uh, what made you decide to start a YouTube channel? Because your YouTube has a lot of different things. Obviously, it's a showcase for your art. You like to do like little skits. Obviously, it's the home of your art show. Um, yeah. You do a lot of very interesting videos on there that show the process of you know, creating certain uh, artworks or painting styles. You do a lot of stuff with, like, swords and knives, which is pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, uh, just talk to us a little bit about what made you decide to kind of start this YouTube channel. Uh, Short answer, I don't remember. (laughs) I started it so long ago. Uh, Long answer, uh, I... uh, I make videos about the main aspects of uh, of my life, so it's an art channel, it's an exploring channel, and mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a mixed channel, but uh, my crafting and artworks and uh, other activities are represented there, so, mm-hmm. so it's a combination of my different sides, so they tie together in one channel. Do you have any particular goals that you want to achieve with YouTube or is it just like another avenue for you to advertise yourself? Uh, I don't have a certain goal for uh, for YouTube, but okay. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like an uh, introduction of me and it's like uh, uh, an outlet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't specify it as an advertisement or something, but it may work as it as well. Excellent. Okay. 
And um, yeah, well, what what are the key things that you you like doing with YouTube that you do differently elsewhere? Like, why do you keep doing? Why do you keep making content for YouTube? What's the appeal? I I didn't get it. Oh, um, why do you enjoy creating content on YouTube or for mm. YouTube? What? Uh, what was that? So what, why do you like to create videos for YouTube? What do you like about it? Well, I, uh, I like making videos. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh so it works fine with YouTube. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Does it, has it taught you a lot about, um, things like video editing or filming or anything? Like, have you learned through that or would you say? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Awesome. There's a lot of learning curve, and uh, well, I'm I'm probably learning it forever. I mm. uh, I uh, am nowhere near perfect. I'm uh, doing uh, something, but I always know how, figure out something how to make it better. So I make something else. So, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I usually get uh, some of my uh, uh, art projects or crafting projects or something. Uh, recorded so I, mm. I put them up there and uh, some thoughts and uh, some bloggish things and so yeah it's uh, it's like uh, it's like a media outlet for me excellent excellent well it, it should be a social media or something yeah yeah well, it's, I guess it's like I said before, it's another way to advertise yourself first and foremost. But um... Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, there's a fun fact. Did you know that YouTube was intended uh, to uh, originally intended as a dating site for making uh, introduction videos? Uh, I of, did uh, not know that. <laughs> Uh, uh, wow. For the very first video on YouTube is the, is that uh, that sort of a video. So uh, well, the no, first no, no, no. intent on, was that. No, no, that's wrong. The first video on YouTube was like some random. It was the o the original owners of YouTube basically going to the zoo or some shit. <laughs> Apparently. What? Well, I uh, well, yeah, that is <laughs> in a zoo. Uh, that's uh, but uh, yeah. The, if you check out the video, uh, well, if you check out the documentary about YouTube, it's uh, it's there. Oh wow! Okay, okay. I, I checked the documentary about YouTube uh, one time where uh, where the facts of it are. So it it was okay. a really fun fact. I I never would have guessed that, but it was surprising. But it was a zoo video. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that part is right. Jeez, so a zoo video and a dating video. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah. The I guess guy it's... was filming the introduction of himself in the zoo. Oh, so, so, oh he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm an animal person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, kind I'm of, kind of. Yeah, guy. yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. That's actually <laughs> incredible. I, I, did, well, I didn't even know that there was a YouTube documentary, so I've learned something new there. That's pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, anyway. Um uh, with us kind of drawing this podcast interview to a close, do you have any particular upcoming projects that you want to kind of plug or you know advertise to it to you know everyone that knows you or to people maybe that don't know you, and uh, or do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us? You know, now's your time to plug yourself. Please go ahead. Like. Uh some immediate plans or something yeah well i mean maybe is there any particular i don't know are you doing any art exhibitions anytime soon is there any special videos maybe that you're gonna do for youtube or any big things that you're going to be acting in like you know just projects oh yeah 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 i'm i'm acting in something yeah but uh, i i have some uh i don't have anything concrete lined up uh so uh that's number three uh, and I, uh, but I do have a few uh, potential uh, show guests uh, in schedule in in sometime near future. But when when I'm gonna get uh, something done with them, mm. I don't know. Uh, but it, it goes like a flow. Every guest comes as as they can. Right, so yeah. it's like uh, I I can't tell you that I I will have a new video tomorrow. So. 
that's fine i mean it's it's kind of the but, same it's the same with my podcast to be honest um there's no schedule to this it's just oh yeah as absolutely <laughs> like yeah. i don't do anything uh, uh scheduled on youtube i do whenever i get the video done I, I, then i'll put it up yeah fair play fair enough yeah. uh well listen thank you so much johan for agreeing to appear on the podcast oh um, yeah you know, you're I welcome hope, i hope you enjoyed it this was a lot of fun of course for me. And um, I le- yeah, I learned a lot about you as well that I didn't know. Oh, so okay, okay, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And um, you're welcome yeah, to everyone listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you're consuming the Christian Reef podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your support. More to come. Much, much more to come. And to anyone that's listening that maybe would like to appear on the show, please get in touch. I'm always open. I would love to have you on the show. I love to... I love everything about this. You know, I say this all the time, but I love researching people, learning about people, talking to people. It's great. It's fun. I want to keep doing it. So just approach me and let's make it happen. Uh, So yeah, thank you very much for listening to the Christian Reef podcast. And until next time, I bid you adieu.